And here we are. Welcome to the stream. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking with that. Um, let's play a game, shall we? I like games. Do you like games? Um, this is a game that I used to play a lot, all the time, way before the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever existed. This was a fun game to play. Uh, you know, this might shock some of you. I love comic books. I used to read tons and tons and tons of comics. If you if you were able to see the wall across from me over here, you would see it full, brimming with comic books. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, I guess, us avid comic book nerds like to do, I'm speaking very in, with gross generalization here because I really can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself and, and uh, those who immediately surrounded me surrounded surround me surrounded me um we used to play the casting game it was so much fun and at a time where we couldn't really imagine a cinematic universe the way marvel would set it up you know i mean we've had comic book movies since the 80s right even in the 90s when you look back at the '90s, and I mean, they were they were always trying to mess with comic book movies. In the '90s, you had you had weird properties like you had like the Shadow and the Phantom, you know, come into life. You know, Rocketeer, stuff like that. Um, but you know, Marvel films, I guess, were kind of considered unfilmable. Some of them, a little bit. And man, you know, I, I used to pick up issues of Wizard. And there was always a section in Wizard where they would they would sort of fantasy cast who they want to play in real life. I'll never forget uh, one of the one of the ones that really captured my imagination was Tim Curry as the Joker, but like Rocky Horror Picture Show Tim Curry as the Joker for The Dark Knight Returns. And you know, as it turns out, Tim Curry would end up being the um, he would end up doing the voice in the Batman the Animated Series, and he got uh, something happened, and Mark Hamill took over. And I think that's good that Mark Hamill took over because Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker that I read in my head when I'm reading that book. Uh, Fantastic Four is one of those properties where, I mean, they just can never seem to really get it right. It's like a cursed property. TC is baller. TC is a baller. Hmm. I don't know what you mean by that. You have to explain. Exhumed corpse 666. You know, Fantastic Four really, really has struggled. They've never seemed to be able to get it right. They got it right eventually. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm so stupid. Tim Curry, duh, derp. Well, don't I feel like an idiot? <laughs> Seriously. How could I not? I, I just said Tim Curry, right? Said Tim Curry, TC, of course. It started in the 90s when, when I think, when I don't know who was in control of it. Maybe it was Fox. We're going to lose the rights to Fantastic Four. And so 
they hired Roger Corman or they went to Roger Corman and they gave him uh, a green light to make a Fantastic Four film on the cheap. And the goal was, even though they were going to make this full-fledged film, which they did, it was like never going to see the light of day. It was just to keep the rights. It, it, they spent a million dollars to make this film and it was more profitable to them as an IP to not release the film and shelve it so that they could hold on to the rights for some future time when they, they could, in fact, um, make that film. And uh, that's pretty much what they did. And the people who made that film were not even aware that this was happening at the time. They, they did not know that. They thought they were going to be the next big stars. And the reason why that movie is, you know, uh, it particularly captures the imaginations of a lot of people is A, it, what's going on, Amy? How are you? A, that film, they have the classic Fantastic Four outfits that you'd see with the, the, the blue suits, with the white trim and the four in the middle, you know, the Aquabats, they kind of, they kind of ate that style a, a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to find out who Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four 2005. I don't remember. I don't even remember who was in the cast in 2005. It was, right, Jessica Alba played Susan Storm. Chris Evans was a human torch. Chris Evans was a good cast, was good, was well cast. Ion Grufford as Reed Richards. I don't even, I don't even remember that guy. And uh, Michael uh, Chiklis was good as The Thing. They, they, some of it, some of it worked out. Some of it worked out. Oh, Carrie, Carrie Washington was Alicia Masters. That's great casting. Carrie Washington should have been. I, sorry, very in the lead here. Um. So they then they made the the Fantastic Four movie in two thousand five for Fox, and it got a sequel, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. And everybody makes fun of you know Jessica Alba. Uh, you know saying let's get you know let's get serious. She goes no let's. And then, like, sends out an invisible bubble wave of some kind. It doesn't really. It those movies didn't work either. No, no movies worked. Then they did another version. What was that called? That was Josh Trank, I think his name was. Uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, twenty fifteen. And this this film was atrocious, man. I mean, really atrocious. I didn't even bother seeing this. I love, you know, they made the human short. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know who any of these. Oh yeah. Jamie Bell, actually. That's pretty cool for, for the, for the thing. It kind of works. Miles Teller as Reed Richards. I mean, they went way too young and that's the problem. Even with, even with the 2005 film, you know, maybe with, with uh, Jessica Alba, she was too young for the, the role. And so, you know, it didn't really work out. And so, as I was saying, so what we used to do is all the time we would, we would cast, we would cast these, these movies in our heads all the friggin' time. I'll never forget a big fantasy casting was Kelsey Grammer's beast way before Kelsey Grammer played the beast. We would always talk about Kelsey Grammer being the beast. And then when he actually was cast as, as the beast, mind boggling. Totally mind-boggling. So sometimes it really, really works out. Same thing with um, uh, Charles Xavier. You know, uh, Patrick Stewart is the perfect Charles 
Xavier, his, his, um, the guy who he handed the baton off to James McAvery, I think his name is he, you know, he's okay. He's okay. Uh, he gets the job done. Um, but yeah, they just never seem to have gotten it right with the fantastic four. And I think part of the problem is you need to go a little bit older. So that's exactly what I did. I sat down and I thought, cause you know, phase four is coming and the, the Marvel universe phase four is coming and they're bringing back the fantastic four. I mean, Avengers is cash, right? There's no more Avengers happening. So now it's time to sort of look to other Marvel properties and they got properties for days, but they, you need a flagship, right? And so here comes Spider-Man, which they've already set up. And now we're going to get uh fantastic four and X-Men will take the, the place of the Avengers and we'll hold everybody's attention because how do you continue a Marvel cinematic universe without a guy like Tony Stark, right? You're not going to, it's just not going to happen. So you need something. So we need the first family of the, of the, of, of the Marvel universe to come in. So I went a little bit older with this casting. Ready? I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. Uh, how do I do this? We're going to start with our, Reed Richards. So for Reed Richards, I did something that's a little, that might be considered a little bit controversial. I went the black Reed Richards. That's right. It's not something I've ever seen before. Um, you know, I watch this show. This is us with this guy. He plays Randall. His name is Sterling K Brown. And I'll tell you, every time I see him, all I think about is Reed Richards. I just mm -hmm. think, Man, this guy is Reed Richards. His character, Randall, is Reed Richards a little bit. Maybe that's why I think of it. I think he would just be great as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Um, you know, I, I don't see why we have to keep the parts to certain backgrounds, right? So, so that's my pick. I do have some other picks, too. And he is by far, I think I would say, the prettiest casting choice one of them that i picked i tried to go with the fantastic four i wanted them to feel like a family to me like i wanted them to feel like a real family in the sense of like just everyday people i didn't want them to look like chiseled adonis gods like like this guy here he he, he looks like a model he looks like like uh, uh like you're like he fits in with the rest of the cinematic universe i i wanted everybody else i picked is sort of a little bit more feels uh, more quirky, more out of the box in my, in my opinion, in my opinion. So, so that's my first choice. I have a couple of second stringers for Reed Richards, but we'll get there in a second. Let's go through the rest of the family. Ready? Um, where is my second pick? I have to do this one at a time because I can't do a full screen share. So for my next pick, I so for my for my Susan Storm, I am going with bum, 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 drum roll, please. Where the hell is she? Okay, I'm going with Lena Head Hetty from Game of Thrones, Cersei herself. Yes, that's right. Um, she's a little bit older. You know, they, you know, when they cat, when they're casting these roles, they want these people to be there for a minimum of 10 to 15 years. Right. Like they want them to, to go on and on and on. 
Um, and I think Lena is actually in her early 40s, man. So that's like a little, maybe a little bit older than than what they might want in that role. But I think she would be a great, great Sue Storm. Imagine her with the blonde hair right here. Here you go. I mean, you don't have to. You can just go, go take a look at um. Here you go uh, at Cersei herself with the with the golden hair. Zoom agrees with me. Oh no, he doesn't agree with me. But he says she was great in Judge Dredd. She was. She played a great bad guy in Judge Dredd. I just, I think she would. I think she would crush it, man. I really do. I think she'd make a meal out of the role. She'd bring she'd bring some serious oomph to it. And I think she would have great chemistry with Sterling K. Brown as Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. I just think it would work. Okay. So that is that is pick number two. Let's go to my Johnny Storm now. Again, I'm going with unconventional people that are have a here's the thing. They all have to have, they have to have a high profile. They can't be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have to be able to act and they have to like kind of look a little quirky out of the box. And I think this dude would make for a very here you go. He can be dashing in in, in one photo here, but then he also kind of looks a little weird, man. Like he lives in a shack. In the back, you know, I used to imagine that dude, you know, uh, being being Johnny Johnny Storm right there. Boom, you know, he doesn't look like a, he's not a model. You know, he's just sort of like a, a guy, which I like. As I said, I like. I mean, look at all the different aspects. Look at the um, skinhead skinhead version of Harry Potter right here. I mean, here's an actor who really truly has never he he's never like turned away from his harry potter roots but like the way that he chooses to do that is by taking on super interesting genre films i mean he he is a brave actor that goes anywhere that he feels like and you know when people see him in roles they're not thinking harry potter you're not thinking harry potter you think daniel radcliffe you know he really does he he really has sort of escaped the 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 one note wonder that could have been um harry potter you know and again harry potter is a meal that someone's going to live off forever right you're going to make a meal out of being harry potter even on the convention circuit in the very very least but daniel's gone far above and beyond and i think he would make for a great human torch i think he would do do the role justice okay now we're coming to a really fun one we're going to go to the thing. Who would I get for the thing? I, this was hard. I have a couple. This was not easy to do. Really, truly. I picked a thing in a different, couple different ways, okay? I, I really took a lot of different things into consideration. Um, but I ended up with someone who I've always wanted to see in a superhero movie. We haven't really seen him yet in anything. I think he would bring he would bring all the comedic relief uh, as well as the pathos required to play motherfucking the thing. And that is Jack Black. I think Jack Black would be, he would be sardonic and sarcastic. 
he would be, he could, you know, be rageful one minute and funny the next. And, you know, just sort of really, you know, in, imbue the, the angst of being covered in orange rock and he's stocky, you know, he'd be great. Alternatively, if I had my druthers and I was casting a Justice League movie, I would cast Jack Black as a gregarious, blowhearted, boastful version of Aquaman. Perfect Aquaman, in my opinion. Uh, I just imagine him being some sort of Neptunian king. That is, if he's not playing the thing. So that's my pick for the thing. Ready? Let's go to the next one. All right, so now we've done the four. Now we're going to do Dr. Doom. This is one I've been saying for a long time. I, I love this guy. I can't get enough of this dude. Whenever he shows up in things, I just say he's one of those actors, much like much like Samuel L. Jackson, for instance, who has been around forever, but didn't get his start until later in life. And you can say the same thing about Brian Cranston. You can say the same thing about Samuel Jackson. And that is John. Carlo Esposito as Dr. Doom. I, he's just, you know, again, part of the way I'm casting these are based on other, I'm, ba I'm basing it on some of their previous roles and like, you know, what kind of tone they've set. And, you know, Gus, Gus Fring, could you imagine Gus Fring, like a little bit of Gus Fring in, thrown into Victor Von Doom? It would be great. At the same time, at the same time, I always love the the incarnation of Doctor Doom, where he's actually like young, beautiful, uh, like perfect face. You know, not as old as, as Giancarlo here. No offense, Giancarlo, but has a single scar that goes down his face, so he thinks he, he is disfigured because of his ego. That's another facet of Doctor Doom. So you can go the pretty route with Doctor Doom if you're not going this way. Like I said, most of my castings, I tried to age up, not all of them, mind you. And some of my other second stringer choices, not at all. Some of them are, are, are younger than maybe wouldn't work chemistry-wise. But still, it didn't stop me from going there. So, so there is... Giancarlo. Now, uh, you know... What other what other rogues do the Fantastic Four have? They have a bunch. They have Galactus. Uh, they have the Scrolls. I didn't go go all those places, but I did think, who would we get to play the Mole Man? And I tried to think of somebody who, again, the Mole Man has got to be comedic relief. He's got to be funny or, or ridiculous, I should say. He should be ridiculous. So. I picked a guy, and if I and again, if if I had, was running the zoo, I would cast him. But I would cast him, and I wouldn't want him to totally ham it up. I'd want him to play it very serious with the occasional comedic things. We know he is capable of comedy, and that's right. I, I can I can you believe that I picked Adam Sandler for the Mole Man? That's right. Could you imagine Adam Sandler, the uh, uncut diamonds, like sort of? Jewy Adam Sandler kind of just <laughs> tunneling around underground. He's covered in bling because he has all these diamonds because he's always underground. He's got his mole people. I think it would work out great. I could totally see Adam Sandler in that role. He falls in love 
he falls in love with uh, what's her face. Um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Sue Storm and wants wants her to be his bride. So that's my that's my pick for that. Ready? Okay. Um, now we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to to alternate versions that runners up, I should say. So here's a guy. I love that he's a leading actor. I love that this dude is a leading actor. Um, because I think you know he's so weird looking. Not weird looking. He's so unconventional, unconventionally look, um, unconventional looking. And that's Adrian Brody. I just you know he's got that big schnozzola, which I can relate, even though it doesn't look like it. When I was not as fat as I am now, I used to have my nose used to really sit out of my face and people used to call me big nose and Nerson, which in Spanish means like toucan or big nose or something. Um, Gonzo. People used to call me Gonzo, stuff like that. Uh, so I always have like really enjoyed Adrian Brody because he's, he just does, he doesn't look like your leading man. He just looks like some lived in guy you know, with this beak who just has to, has to do stuff, you know, d does stuff. And I could see him as Reed Richards. I, I think he would definitely do the role justice. So that's another pick for my, for my uh, Reed Richards. Um, should we just keep going down the Reed Richards? Might as well. I got a couple more here. So for my next Reed Richards, this is like, this is probably sadly where they would actually go in the MCU, this is like who they would pick. If you're casting Reed Richards and you're casting him older and you're casting him as a white dude and not as any any race like uh, Sterling K. Brown is, well, again, I think he'd be a great Reed Richards. When you're just going for your standard white dude and you want him to be old, a little salt and peppery, you're going to go with Jeffrey motherfucking Dean Morgan would be a great, sort of older silver foxy motherfucking Reed Richards man. I I think he would could you imagine him with the pipe, right? The pipe sticking out and just sort of doing his thing. Maybe he's a little bit too beefy. He'd have to really slim down some. Maybe he would have the beard. Maybe he would have the the salt and pepper beard. He would be I, I think he would do a great job as Mr. Fantastic. And he is like a, truly a bankable, you know, movie, Brad Pitt-esque movie star that totally fits in the MCU. And that's kind of why I like Tom Holland, you know, initially. I didn't, and Andrew Garfield. I loved Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man because he really felt like an awkward teen boy, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just think, I think Toby, um, what's his face? Uh, Toby Maguire was, was not... Not good casting for that. Okay, moving on. So that's Jeffrey Dean. And then who else do we have for our Reed Richards? I think that's it. All right. Ready? I'm about to I'm about to blow blow it up with uh well let's go. Okay, so here is another pick for Sue Storm. Now she is too old to play Sue Storm now. I think I think she is, you know, she's in her 60s now. But if we were casting this movie, okay, now we're getting into a little bit more fantasy here. If we're casting this movie, 
and we're casting it in, we're, if we're casting it 20 years earlier, and she's in her 40s, or even in the mid 90s, I say, and you're going with someone who's, who's done a bunch of B movies, but is relatively unknown, and this is the role that mi- breaks her into the mainstream, Barbara Crampton from Reanimator and from beyond. I mean, she is, she's a fox, number one. Uh, number two, she's a phenomenal actress. Number three, she has an, a very interesting look to her. Um, I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, right? Adrian Brody would be great. That's what I'm saying. Adrian Brody would be great. Um, Barbara Crampton, I, I just, I, I can't say enough good things about her. Um, she has this energy to her, and I just think she would do the role of Sue Storm. I mean, we think of Sue Storm as a classic blonde, you know, blonde white lady, you know, maybe like late 30s or whatever. And I feel like, I feel like Barbara Crampton would really, she feels like a lived in real person in that, in that role. And she works, she works. So that's my, that that's another pick for Sue Storm. Now I'm going to go for an unconventional choice. Somebody who is spicy and just one of my favorites. Um, it's really, I think it's really sort of, um, maybe it's unconventional. She is in her fifties now. So I don't think, I think she's a little bit too old, little too out of the, the age, age range you would want for somebody in the MCU now. But Imagine once upon a time, and again, we're we're not forget about the the blonde the blonde white girl trope, and you're just going, which is how she's always been in the comics, and you're just going for carte blanche. You you want a little bit more flavor? I say Selma Hayek. Why not, man? Why not? She would be great. She would pair her up with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, man. You know, um, get, would she have blonde hair? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you keep her uh, a brunette and just let her let her rock it. And, you know, again, that is a real out of the box choice, a real unconventional choice by many. But I think, you know, again, trying to bring in some other something, some other flair. I I say some Hayek. Why not? Why not? I think she'd, she'd rock it well. So that's um, that's another choice. Let me see if I can find. Hold on one second. Let's see. We did her, did her, did her. Okay, now we're gonna. Okay, this is our. This will be our last Sue Storm. So here is Sue. This is another choice. I'd imagine if they were going younger and they were doing MCU, she, I think she legitimately would be a contender. Like not, no fantasy about this whatsoever. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, um, again, she's like, she's got like that mousy librarian kind of look to her. You could totally imagine her as a early 30s Sue Storm, and she'd be great. She would be, she'd knock it out of the park. I really think she's got the acting chops. She's beautiful. And like I said, she has like that mousy librarian sort of look that would really sort of work. Who would I pair her with? I would pair her with Adrian Brody, maybe. I mean, Adrian Brody's significantly older, but I think I think it would work. You know, the problem with doing this too is that, you know, Sue and 
Sue and, and, and John are related. Johnny Storm are related. I mean, in the two twenty in the 2015 version, which I didn't see, I know they went, they didn't bother with that. Or maybe they were adopted. I don't know. Because Michael B. Jordan plays Human Torch. And uh, what's her face? Who plays Sue Storm. I forget her name. She's white. So they, they already, they've already said, who cares whether they're related or not? So I was trying to think of, trying to cast them as if they were related. But since we're not going that route, maybe they're adopted siblings, who knows? So I'm thinking, who, who are some other interesting choices for Johnny Storm? And right off the bat, the first guy that came to mind uh, is, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's great. Stephen Ewan. He, was, he played Glenn on The Walking Dead. Love this guy. I would love to see this dude as Johnny Storm. He'd be great. He would be great, man. Um, imagine the story where Johnny Storm is not related to Sue Richards, at least biologically. And then you have like Emma Roberts, you have him as, um, you have, you have Steven as, as Johnny Storm. I think that would be a killer, killer combination. I like it a lot. Um, he is a, he is a, an, a, an up and coming rising star and I, I love seeing him in stuff. And then another guy, all right, now if we're going more traditional, and by more traditional, I mean, you know, as he is in the comics, white. Um, I go with another Breaking Bad star. That's right. He's not, and he's not the last Breaking Bad star I've chosen. I'm picking Aaron Paul as your classic sort of Johnny Storm. I, I think he would totally work perfectly for this role. He would be great. Big fan of Aaron Paul. I wish he was in more stuff. He kind of, he's in some stuff, but oh, stop my video. I meant to stop the share. So that's Aaron Paul as another Johnny Storm. If we're just sort of grab, grabbing and pulling names out of a hat. We're no longer trying to pair up all these people. Here's a pick that I didn't mention for Reed Richards. And again, this is like, to me, I think this is a, a, a no-brainer. Ed Norton, man. You got Ed Mother Effin Norton. Of course, Ed Norton would be. Uh oh. I don't know what I just did there. There he is. Ed Norton would totally work as Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Yes, he's a little bit on the older side, especially now. But a few years ago, why not? Especially, you know, he was good as Bruce Banner. But now that he's not Bruce Banner anymore, I say, you know, bring him back. Make him make him into Reed Richards. He would work. He could totally play the uh, the brainy guy, right? All right. So should we do a really, really surreal pick here? Okay. I was trying to think who is – I was trying to think of who else could play the thing. Someone much, much older – who could not only bring pathos to the role, but would add some humor, some comedy, some one-liners, some quips. Uh, again, dry, sardonic, sarcastic humor. Why not Bruce Campbell, dude? Bruce Campbell as the thing. What? Did I really just go there? Yes, I did. That's right. I could totally see an older Bruce Campbell. And you could, you could throw him in now. You could definitely throw him in right now. You could have your whole cast be super young, and then Bruce Campbell is the older 
he's like the older custodian kind of guy and he gets turned into the thing. I would love to see that. I think it would work out so great. I think he would just be, uh, you know, and again, the chemistry test, imagine him and Aaron Paul going back and forth with, with you know, jabs at each other or, or, or even Steven Yuen. I, I think they would just, I think they would just really, they would, they would do, they would, it would, it would, it would do it justice. It would definitely do it justice. Okay. Um, other, other thing. Okay. Here's another choice for the thing. And again, I was trying to think outside of the box and I was trying to think of comedic comedy guys. This guy is hilarious. He's in the, the hangover movies. He's in a bunch of stuff. His name is Ken. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. John, John, Jiong, Ken Jiong. You see him in a ton of stuff and I can just see him covered in orange rock and making just, just chewing up the scenery and making everybody laugh as the thing, you know? Um, I, I think that would work. Totally would work. Let's see who else we have here. I think, I think I'm running low guys. That's about it. Really put a lot of thoughts into this. You couldn't tell. Um, Another guy I went with, uh, Kevin Hart. Have Kevin Hart be the thing. Benjamin Grimm? Sure, why not? You totally see it. He's a smaller guy. Um, that's why I like Jack Black primarily for the role, because Jack Black is short, but he's also very stocky. And uh, Kevin Hart is just really short. He's, he's got, you know, he's got a good build. Um, you can totally see him as the thing. I could totally see there being like height jokes aimed at the thing's expense, even though the thing is the strongest one there is. He's the strongest of the group. Uh, you could you could imagine um, him and and Johnny going back for Johnny making fun of his height if it was played by Kevin Hart. Uh, okay, last guy I'm gonna pick here. Yeah, this is my last guy. Ready? We went through them all. So I know we already did two Breaking Bad guys, but I would be remiss if I didn't give Brian Cranston an honorable mention as Dr. Mother Effin' Doom. Yes, we, we talked about uh, uh, Giancarlo, his nemesis in Breaking Bad. But again, you could imagine Brian Cranston making a meal out of that role and just doing it so much justice. I, I would just love to see him... Uh, just crush it. So, um, who would you cast in the new, in the new Fantastic Four movie? I'm just, I'm so excited at the possibilities uh, of where they're going to go. If they apply the Marvel Cinematic Universe sensibilities to the Fantastic Four source material, we are in for such a trick. Because then you can get, then you get Galactus back. I mean, there's so much that that can come from a really good Fantastic Four movie, you know, especially if you're doing the X-Men parallel and you're sort of building up the X-Men, you're building up Fantastic Four, and then they meet. There's a crossover movie. I mean, they've had versus films, like sort of team up versus films with the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Um, who would you cast in the X-Men movie? That would be something else. Um, who else, who else would you guys cast in any movie? I don't know. Throw me some topics for next time. Uh, another short one. I, I like keeping the shows short. Make sure to tune in tomorrow night for our big Danzig's Death Rider in the House of Empire show. Where we're going to review the movie. Remember, it's going to be a spoilerific review. Beware. 
of this. Don't make sure you see the film before you come to the show. Okay. That's very important. And as always, we have a very nice way of closing here. Oh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and keep your eyes peeled. i got a ton of clip videos coming up. For those of you out there who don't like to watch the full, long, hour-long, two-hour-long episodes, I'm chopping it up into, into tiny, bite-sized, digestible chunks for you. Cherry-picking what I think are the finest moments of conversation for the people that just want the revelatory, you know, tidbits and don't need all the extra banter and all the ums and ums. Okay, now, for real, peace and hair grease. We out.